Hello, and welcome to KPMG's GTA Come As You Are podcast. My name is Brittany Hartland, and this is the show where we connect with members of our KPMG community on a variety of topics and learn about their stories, experiences, and share other resources. Now, this is your chance to take a break, make a coffee, have your lunch, or if you haven't been outside yet and you're able to, use this time to get some fresh air while you listen. This is our first episode of our first series release called This Is Me Unfiltered, where we are going to talk about all things mental health. I have two guests joining me today and over the course of the month for this important conversation. We have Ilario Melia, Senior Manager in the SIM Audit Group, and Asma Hassan, Partner in the IDI Tax Group. Welcome to you both and thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us, Brittany. Yes, Britt, thanks for having us. So often, uh, mental health is invisible, and sometimes it can start to show up in a physical way, but for the most part, it can remain hidden if we want it to be. So we often end up struggling in silence, and then there is a lack, often a lack of empathy or understanding from people around us. Our theme for Mental Health Week this year in the GTA is This Is Me Unfiltered. We want to pull back that filter so our people can bring their full selves to work each day and have the courage to share their lived experiences. Getting to know the unfiltered version of yourself helps us not only to get to know each other better, but it also creates a space where we can be more empathetic, understanding, and inclusive in every interaction. It builds our relationship with one another to work better together and to support each other. I've been with the firm for almost eight years now, and when I look back, it was really other KPMG people courageously sharing their personal experiences with mental health that has given me the strength and courage to start to share my own experiences and to advocate for mental health at work. So I have to ask you both, who are you unfiltered? I'll gladly go first on this one. Um... So me unfiltered, Brittany, um, I've been with the firm for 13 years. Um, roughly, you know, five, six years ago, I came out as, uh, you know, I came out clean to the firm as being uh, bipolar. Um, so uh, many people know that as manic depression. Um, so what that means is on my up days where I'm feeling great, I can be a little bit out of control in some cases and feeling a little too good. It's like, um, somebody once described it, um, I know a friend who also was on the spectrum, and they described it as having jet fuel poured onto your brain. You feel invincible. You you can do anything. Uh, you feel like just you're full of exuberance, and it's, it's euphoric in many ways. However, um, all things that go up must come down, and the downsides are, um, in some cases, really, really bad depression. Um, and I've been living with this, uh, my entire adult life. Um, and it was unbeknownst to me for a very, very, very long time, unfortunately. Um, and it took a lot of work to get to where I am today, where I can manage the ups and downs a little bit better. The ups and downs, uh, you know, when I'm feeling great, it's, it's amazing. When I'm feeling down, it's terrible, obviously. Um, and everything of course, uh, is compounded. I also have uh, a son who's on the autism spectrum. Uh, family life definitely gets impacted by being on the uh, being bipolar. Uh, my work heavily impacted by uh, my condition. But you know, it took a lot of work. But you know, I'm able to manage it. 
Uh, me unfiltered is not always the happy-go-lucky guy. It sometimes is somebody who's struggling just to get out of bed in the morning. But um, every day is a new experience, and uh, every day it gets a little bit easier. I can share next. Uh, first of all, thanks, Britt, for that great intro into today's session and Alaria for sharing your personal story as well. Uh, the unfiltered me, uh, I don't really think I know uh, who the unfiltered version of me exactly is, but if I had to try, I would say I'm a woman who now openly recognizes that I've been struggling with mental health challenges for more than six years. And I really don't think uh, anyone is at a point of their life where they don't have mental health challenges. But six years ago was where I was really drowning from a mental health perspective. And that started with my daughter's uh, diagnosis. Um, uh, she's on the autism spectrum and we noticed a delay in her development, um, a regression in her speech, her eye contact. And for she, she was diagnosed at age two, but for those six months that uh, we were in limbo, I was in mental anguish and I didn't know what to do. I was really struggling myself. So uh, when she was diagnosed, it was a life-changing moment for me because suddenly all these hopes and fears that I had about her future were came crashing down on me and I was filled with uncertainty. And that's when my mental health really started deteriorating. I started isolating myself from everyone. I put up this wall around me thinking I was doing it to protect my daughter, but it was really me struggling and trying to escape my reality. Uh, I showed zero emotions to anyone at home or work. Um, and my only stress relief from all the depression, anxiety that I was going through was this 45 minute drive that I would take to work every day and I would cry my eyes out. That was where I was actually able to de-stress. Uh, I stopped meeting friends and family. I stopped going to the mall and restaurants. I stopped doing everyday things that really uh, previously brought joy to my life. So those first few years of my daughter's diagnosis was the hardest from a mental health perspective. But uh, thankfully, I'm not at that stage anymore and I'm doing a lot better because I've learned to manage my mental health. Uh, uh, and however, my mental health struggles are still real. They're not going away. I have mental health struggles on a daily basis. I still have my dark days where I sit back uh, and shed a few tears when I see my niece and nephew doing things I know my daughter will never do. I have uh, anxiety when my daughter's behaviors are going up at school and therapy and there's nothing I can do to help. And I also have worries about the impact it's having on my marriage because it's taking a toll. But those dark days are few and far between and I really have... Uh, a good uh, grip, I think, on my mental health at this point in my life where uh, I always see the good things and the good days and uh, I'm able to bring a smile and a laugh uh, and recognize that, you know, every day is going to be a challenge, but if I work on it, I'll get through it. So that is my me unfiltered in a nutshell. Thank you both for courageously sharing your stories. You know, I'd mentioned at the beginning that... Um, looking back, like there, when I was struggling, uh, when I first started to really struggle as an adult with, with my mental health and, um, depression specifically, it was actually at a, a mental health week eight years ago where there was a panel and, and key, other KPMG people sharing their stories. And, and there's just so much power in, in being vulnerable and sharing. So thank you so much to you both for, for doing that today. 
when I uh, think back uh, to when I ended up going on medical leave um, for mental health reasons, uh, probably about four years ago, but I remember when I came back, I had kind of a renewed um, focus in wanting to spread more awareness of mental health and talk more about it. And more specifically, not just using the umbrella term mental health. And when I started to share some of my story, I had chosen at that time to just talk about my experience with panic attacks. Um, To my surprise, nobody had any clue (laughs) that I was struggling with panic attacks. They had no idea. Um, And me sharing that really got other people to open up about a lot of uh, experiences that they were having. And I, I met a lot of people who also had panic attacks as well. So what was your experience like? Like, have you, in in sharing your unfiltered story and your unfiltered you with people at work or with friends or family, what has that experience been like? I love that you said the whole, I never would have guessed that, or I never would have seen that aspect of you because, you know, everybody always sees, I guess in this case, the filtered version of us. Um, And I recall so many times, uh, I mean, to those who you are the most vulnerable to, it, 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 that doesn't exist. To my wife, when I was going through this, when I was at my lowest point, she saw through it and she she said, "You need you, you need to help. You need to get help. Um, something's wrong. You're not yourself." Uh, this is. She'd seen me at low points, but she had never seen me that low at that point when I really got help, and she called me out on it, and I thank her for that. Um, but my colleagues, my coworkers, my extended family members. They all just said this, like, we never would have guessed that about you, Alario. <laughs> you know, um, you always seem so happy-go-lucky. You, you, um, you, you're, you can be just so much fun. And then how can you, how can you struggle with depression in any way, shape, or form? Um, it, it, it was, it was a surreal experience. It, it really was how I was amazed as to how good I was at the time of hiding it. Um, in a way, but, and also then you heard some of the other people, like something did seem off, you know, you haven't been yourself lately. You started hearing some of those people talking about it. So then I realized how maybe not so good I was at hiding it when, when people saw me more often. Um, but I, I do have to say that when I finally said something, every time I said it, it became so much easier to continue to spread my story and to share. Um, the first time was definitely the hardest. Um, the second time was not so hard. And by now it's, you know, whoever is willing to hear me, I'm willing to tell them. Um, but I'll always remember one partner in particular who pulled me aside and said, when I told them and I, and I came clean with them that I was getting help, they took it upon themselves and they were really great about showing me that it was okay. And they took a, an active interest in me getting help that anything they could do to support me, they, they actually checked in. They, they were making sure they found out what my schedule was for going to therapy and they made sure I went um, like a big brother would. And, and I'll always be appreciative of uh, that particular partner. I won't call them out. <laughs> That's so lovely to hear uh, Ilario and uh similar to yourself and Brit, I had the same thing where everyone I did share with was like, wow, we can't believe that you, you, you seem like you have it all together. And I had to do my sharing in stages, uh, 
Uh, and I think sharing with work people was easier for me because I felt they were not as close to my family circle. So my first uh, set of people that I shared my challenges was with was with work people. And uh, I was only able to do that because I met other individuals at the firm who had similar lived experiences and they gave me the courage to open up and share what I was going through. And that had the biggest impact and that helped me. And like you, Alario, once you do it the first time, it becomes easier the second and the third time. And I was actually feeling like this big weight had been lifted off my shoulders because I felt like I was was not being judged and that these people I was sharing this with actually understood what I was going through. The next set of people I shared was with my family because other than my very close circle of, of siblings and my parents, my extended family really didn't know uh, what was going on and that they just assumed that, you know, everything was fine and had no idea about the struggles I was going through. So when I actually shared that with them, um, they were really relieved because they were now able to provide me with the support that I needed from them. Before that, they felt like I was shutting them out and or I was too busy. So I think that was a realization for me because there were people out there who cared about me genuinely, but I put up all these walls around me thinking I'm doing it to protect myself, but um, I would have been better off sharing with them far in advance. And the last stage of people that I shared was with friends. I isolated myself with my friends for years and I regret that now. And uh, I wish I had I could go back and tell them earlier, but it took me uh, making a very a personal post on social media about my daughter's diagnosis to actually open up to them and say, hey, I don't know if you noticed this post, but I made this and I wanted to share with you about my daughter's diagnosis and everything. And they were, they were, um, I think, first of all, shocked. And second of all, they actually understood why I had just gone MIA for the last couple of years. And uh, I think um, I regret that, that I would have, I should have shared with them before, but I wasn't ready. I didn't have the courage. And I think, uh, like both of you said, the more you share, the easier it gets. And now I'm that sort of person where I think it's uh, almost cathartic to share with everyone you meet, even if they're strangers, <laughs> because in some way it helps them maybe share their story. So I think the more we share it, the, the more we share it, the better it is. It just becomes more commonplace you know exactly. it breaks that stigma for everybody and asma i love the the one comment you made on sharing with your family was so hard and it, it's funny you said that because the people you're scared to share the most with is you feel like you're protecting them but in reality they're relieved when you tell them it's it it, it really is that you're not protecting them by not telling them it it's such a falsehood yeah well, and I think you've both touched on this, like by sharing, you can get that sense of community of people to support you. And I know for me, um, when I had gone, when I ended up going on uh, medical leave for, for mental health reasons, my doctor had diagnosed with diagnosed me with adjustment disorder. And I'd never heard of that. I'm like, what even is that? I've never heard of this before. Basically, it's just where you've uh, probably, it takes you it's it has it's harder to adjust to change big life changes so it takes you have more anxiety you might have more um, experiences of depression and things like that than than other people may but I remember when I I had told my sister she's like this all makes sense now <laughs> like just reflecting on my life and my experiences with mental health she was like this makes sense so yeah and then the more I've been able to kind of take 
take control of my story and, and, and share the, the more understanding other people can have as well. And also for me personally, it's just made me feel less alone because I, I for a long time just thought I was the only person in the world going through oh. anything. <laughs> I've had those same feelings. You think like, that's it. I'm the only one in, in pain and I'm the only one struggling and I'm the only one who is experiencing this, but that's far from the truth. Yeah. 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 I, I love, yeah. That might, the best thing about coming out about it, this whole situation was people understood when, when I wasn't all there, they, they, they stopped asking me like, what's going on. They, they, they kind of understood and they, they, they played a more supportive role. They didn't, um, they, there, there wasn't as many questions. Cause you know, when Hilario's on, he's on, you know, he's answering questions. He's, he's, he's jumping into conversations when he's off, he's, He's quiet. He's sitting back a little bit more. He wants to be left alone. Uh, what's going on? Um, it's um, it, the questions become: Is there anything? Let's go for coffee, right? As opposed to what's going on. Um, it, it's intrinsic and instinctive in them to know what they need to do, uh, mm -hmm. which I love now. Yeah. So for our listeners, we want to encourage you to consider sharing your story and the unfiltered you. I think you could hear from all of our experiences. You'll be surprised to know how many people are there to support you when you share that, uh, how many people might have similar experiences and struggles, and really just the overall impact that you'll have by having the courage to be vulnerable and share openly. So remember that you're not alone. Together, we can break the silence. We can break the stigma. For our KPMG employees, consider joining the GTA Mental Health Network if you haven't already, and be sure to subscribe to this podcast and tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you, everyone. I'm Brittany Hartland, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.